What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. You know what that means. We have ditched the couch. We have grabbed the mics. We are now breaking down all the wreckage. It's unpolished therapy time. Good morning, Dr. B. How are you? Good morning, Rachel. Meanwhile, it's so funny when you say, I really should be asking you how you're doing, but I don't really care right this second. I just had this random thought as you were just saying our intro and you're like, it's Wednesday. I got such a reaction from people when we deviated off of our Wednesday. I was like, oh my God, people, you have to be okay with change. Like it happens in life and it's going to be okay. And we're still, you listen to us on Wednesday, but we released it on Monday. So I don't know if you got that feedback, but I was like kind of blown away by how many people were unsettled by us coming out on a, on a coming out, listen to us, us coming out on a Monday. That's so funny. I, you know, I didn't get that feedback, but the first thing I was thinking when you said that was maybe they need more therapy. Isn't that like <laughs> therapy 101 that like move with the cheese or the only thing that's consistent is change. change. I mean, these are like basic therapy modules, people. Come on now. I know. I feel like you had to be in corporate America at some point in your life and go through some like agility training or change management or something in order to go through those courses. But it's not a skill that everybody has, but I was dying. I was like, I didn't realize all my friends were so like routine and relied on a specific day for a podcast to come out. But it does speak to the loyalty that we have. And I'm so grateful that people are aware that we're either missing on a Wednesday or we did something different and felt the loss or that they were excited that we did drop. So I thank you to all our listeners because that's exciting. I guess those listeners, they understand the assignment, right? They understand that like, Wednesdays is Unpolished Therapy Day. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, again, moving with the cheese when you talked about corporate America, that book I had to read when I was in corporate America. I I feel like everyone has to read that. It's like your entrance into (laughs) the corporate world. Here's the little paperback copy of Who Moved My Cheese and you know, write an assignment on it down the road, right? Yeah, totally. It's either that or the Stephen Covey or the five dysfunctions of a team. I mean, there's like those five or six books. My brother, actually, it's upstairs. I don't remember the book, but last time he was here, he brought a book. It looked interesting. And he's like, oh, I'm reading it for work. And it was some type of team building, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to like jump on the bandwagon. And I was like, I'm going to get it too. So in the meantime, I ordered the book. It's collecting dust now. I haven't even cracked it open, but I'll get to it. So I I didn't understand the assignment. Right. You didn't understand the assignment that it wasn't beneficial for a team of one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we could wait because we only have a team of one here. So, but that is my background was also in doing leadership development, team building, HR consulting type of thing. So we used those workshops and did those skill set trainings so often that I was saying it in my sleep. So it's just interesting when you don't put your therapy hat on and you engage with your friends like a normal human being would, how much you learn when you do change something, how they react to it. And I found it fascinating. So yeah, yeah. I think also too, and if some of the listeners out there are like, what the hell are they even talking about? We had pre-recorded an episode after Queen Elizabeth died and we just felt that we didn't want to wait until Wednesday to talk about it. So we recorded it ahead of time and then dropped it whenever we dropped it. I don't know if it was a Friday or a Monday or whatever, but that was the scenario with that. 
So. And it rattled people. So, but I, look, I'm excited that people even noticed. So, thank you guys. We appreciate it. So, what's going mm-hmm. on, Rach? So, yeah, you know, life as we know it and things are fine, I guess. Now, I just feel like in the spirit of being okay with change, I'm embracing change. And there have been a lot of changes, I suppose, since you and I chatted last, obviously, like the dog situation, uh-oh. right? So I gotten the dog. No, it's not an uh-oh. Okay. It's just, it's a change. I mean, it a is. legitimate change and relative to like, did I understand the assignment of getting a dog? No, which I'm putting it in the category of having kids that there is no handbook and you don't nope. really know. And I am trying to figure it out. And it's funny, my mom said to me the other day, she's like, so how is it going with Hazel? Is it working out? Are you enjoying her or whatever? And I laughed and I was like, you know, it's going. And yeah, I'm enjoying her. It is hard work though. It's a lot of work. It's constant. Am I enjoying her where like she's my little pal sitting next to me and letting me pet her and she's falling asleep while I'm doing whatever I'm doing? The answer is a big fat no. She's a baby. (laughs) She's teething. She's very chill and calm in like her daytime play area. Yeah, they but feel she safe. They do, but it doesn't translate. I'm like, what you're doing right now, like you're chilling. You have a lot of friends and toys and blankets and shit going on in there. Like, let's just remove like the gate part <laughs> and just do that by my feet. She didn't understand the assignment. She didn't understand <laughs> not, the assignment. No. not doing that. She's so, biting and chewing and trying to get into my computer and she's biting my hair. And like, mm, you're getting an F in chilling out without <laughs> the gates. So there's a, a couple of things that I'm going to say. The first is it literally is like a child who goes to preschool and the teachers are telling you how wonderful they are in preschool and they're sharing and they're kind and they're napping and they're, you know, washing their hands and eating and it's all great. And then they come home and like all hell breaks loose. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, what the hell there? Are you sure that's my kid in school? Did you send home the wrong one? Like, what the fuck's happening here? So I do appreciate that. And I do wish that for you that it would translate to other scenarios. But I also just want to say that my dog can be an asshole, as I've mentioned previously. And I mean like uber asshole, but he is literally at my feet right now, just laying while we're recording this. And when I'm, you know, doing therapy and stuff, he is at my feet at all times. So it does happen. He is now six. So it takes time. All right. Well, I guess we'll get there in five years, <laughs> eight <laughs> months. I'll let you know if we're still doing the podcast. I hope we are. I want to ask you a question. I yes. know your expertise is certainly not in dogs, but this actually happened today. And I was like, oh no, where is the guidebook? What does this mean? So she's in her little cage situation mm-hmm. thing, which is not to be confused with her crate. Like that's right. where, that's her apartment. That's where she mm-hmm. sleeps at night whatever. But during the day, it's a little bit more of like a bigger space. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So hands to God, there's zero embellishment here. She's in her little thing. I can see her. I'm watching her. And I hear like, "Mm, mm," oh, she's going to puke. And I'm I'm like, oh my God, like this is it. Like get the camera out. Like with babies, you take their first step and like you miss it. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to vomit. And oh my God, I didn't know that people, oh wait, she's going to throw up. I didn't know if that really happened. She threw up, literally, legitimately threw up. I watched it happen. I was a deer in headlights. I'm the worst. (laughs) I didn't even know what to do. So I'm like, oh my God, Hazel, what just happened? Like, (laughs) you just threw up. Hold on. Let me get away. Let me get something to clean up. Okay. This is the part again. I, my kids like to call me. They're like, mom, you're a rookie. When I do like rookie moves, because like okay. I don't know what to do. So I don't know if this was a rookie move or not. I'm like, oh my God, back away, back away. <laughs> I go to get paper towel. I come back. 
Dr. Boca. It was oh. only a second. Do you know what I'm going to say? She rolled in it or licked it? No, no. no that's kind of what oh. I thought. No, ready? Like she ate what she vomited up. Oh, Is yeah. that normal? That happens? They I'm like, do hey, that. Like, they do that. Look, Yoda will lick it a little bit. That's And it gets in his mustache. Oh, and oh the smell God. is like vile. So it's normal-ish. Okay. I don't let Yoda be around it. And that's the rookie mistake. You got to grab the dog. Oh, I didn't do that. Left right. Her right. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> right. I'll be right back. Because that's they're not, the problem. They're not like kids. So like yeah. when you drop the glass and it yeah. splatters everywhere and you scream yeah. to the kids, get the fuck out of the room. Don't come in yeah. here unless you have yeah. shoes on. Yeah. And they listen. The dogs don't understand that. So you got to pick the dog up, get them out, and then go get the paper towel. That was the rookie mistake. Guess what? If I've learned nothing today, I learned... I didn't know that. Like I was in this state of, oh my God. I cleaned up a little bit, but the big stuff that came up, that was totally gone. She had... I'm like, why would you... If you're going to just eat it, you should have just left (laughs) it in your stomach. Totally. Idiot. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. Did she eat something that you're aware of, like a stuffed animal or something? Or is it her food? Does she have like a Jewish stomach? Well, I mean, I think the operative phrase there is that you're aware of. Okay. I don't know. I mean, if maybe. Here's what I've found to be had recent in, in the only the month or so that we've had her is paper towels. She did yep. paper towels. They I all cannot do. keep a paper towel out of her way I mean, for the life of God. So right. maybe she had a paper towel. Shoes. She likes shoes. She does. Okay. Keep those good um, ones away, Rach. Yeah, I know well, you're I'm good not ones. that stupid. That assignment, I'm well aware of. Okay. Excellent. I don't let her touch any shoes that have red on the bottom or fancy. As a matter of fact, someone said to me the other day, she was annoying me, right? She was like in all my stuff, whatever. And I was just like, all right, fine. Here's the shoe. And oh, person, no. Well, they're Rookie. like, well, not the, not the fancy shoe, but okay. Is that a ruck move? Yeah, yeah. Because now you're giving her permission to eat the shoe, which yeah, means well, she's, she's like, gonna why go would eat you give her one? the shoe? I'm like, what? Because it's annoying. She's bothering me. So here's the fucking shoe. Take right. the okay. shoe. So parenting 101, when yeah. a child wants something and you don't yeah. want to give it to them and you give it to them, what did they just do? They, they won. They won. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Now I'm saying this from, Sitting in the bleachers. You're seasoned. Yeah, you're seasoned. I'm just sitting in the bleachers. Uh, It's just parenting 101. But ask me if my husband were sitting in the bleachers judging me and giving me his expertise, my dog will grab something at six, will grab a blanket, and will not, for the life of him, release it. So what do I do? I go and get him a treat because I know he'll release it for a treat. And my husband's like, you're a fucking moron. You are a psychologist. You know that you just reinforced him. So he's going to do it again to get the fucking treat. And sure as hell, that's what he does. So I am pointing this out to you as though I am an expert here, but I make the same rookie mistakes for six years. So just putting that out there so that our listeners know that Dr. Boca is just a human being. Despite having a doctorate in psychology, I am still one of those people who is just doing the best that I can. And I love that. So I want to say to you, though, that this is a good time to just remind everyone, because I feel like we haven't done this in a while, but those disclaimers of ours that this isn't real therapy, we're just ditching the couch, grabbing the mics, we're breaking down the wreckage. Today's wreckage is this assignments that I guess 
sometimes we didn't understand and sometimes we did. I want to tell you an assignment, Dr. Boca, that I don't even think it's a rookie assignment. I just think it's someone didn't get the lazy out of their assignment and onto the dog thing. And then I guess we can move on to another topic. But how about now when I walk the dog, okay? What part of the assignment do other dog owners not understand about picking up their dog's shit? I know. Okay? It's not rookie, okay? I'm a I'm as rookie no, as gets. And I don't ever leave the house without a plastic bag or something to throw the duty in. First one's in the hopes that I'm encouraging that we're going to have success on this walk. <laughs> but as a new dog owner now, I can't tell you how many times I've actually made the mistake of walking in something that I didn't think was going to be there because who in their right mind wouldn't pick up your dog's fucking shit? Yeah. It's disgusting. It's disrespectful. And anybody who knows me, it could be 95 degrees outside and I am full on in boots when I'm walking my dog. So I don't want the grass to touch me because I don't know uh-huh. what's in it. I don't right. want a frog to jump on my feet. I don't want a snake to slither across from me because that literally would give me a heart attack and die. So I go outside. I have my cute little attire on. And then I have these like tremendous wool lines. What are those? Like they look like seersuckers, the wrong thing, but the ones that the fishermen wear that are oh, waterproof. Like waders? Yeah, waders? like those types of shoes. And I, I'm walking in 95 degree weather and my neighbors are looking at me like, I think she might be psychotic and we may have to institutionalize her. Does she know it's 95 degrees outside and she's dressed for winter? Every single time I go out, there is dog shit somewhere. Today, my dog was smelling. Not only was there dog shit today, it was in a bag and the people left the bag in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah, like that's just gross. It's disrespectful. You didn't understand the assignment. You didn't even read the assignment. You shouldn't even be able to have a dog because that is basic. And it really, I'm ready... I know you also live in a community where like they actually offer the bags. Every couple blocks, there's like a little cute little thing that offers the bags. There's a place to put the waste. It doesn't get easier than that. And I'm ready. I don't have any filter. I'm unpolished. I'm ready to like stand out there waiting to like harass other. (laughs) And you can also tell like it's not a when I see like little shit versus big shit. I'm like, okay, well, that's a big dog. Obviously, someone's got big ass balls to not pick it up. I'm going to stand out here and wait until someone comes by (laughs) and I'm going to call them out. It's just disgusting. Someone needs to write a letter. Someone needs to get fined, but it really pisses me off that people don't have enough wherewithals to clean up their dog's shit. So I want to get off the shit topic, but I just want to close with one thing really quickly, Rach. Thank God you don't live in our community anymore. People shame people. They literally take pictures of them. Yeah, that's what I would do though. Yeah, and put it on the Facebook page. So you should be doing the same thing, but thank God you're not in our community because it's everywhere all the time. Uh, I mean, you would lose your shit. So no pun intended. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. I really want to change the topic because I am dying to know. You have this new dog. Obviously parenting is becoming an issue for the dog, but you just turned 50. So how does this like wrap all into being a old parent for lack of a better word? And what was your birthday like? Like I was dying for 50 for you. Thank you, Dr. Boca for reminding me that I turned 50, but I have to tell you, and I think in our non-therapy therapy, you're going to be very proud of me that like, I'm okay. I'm good with the 50. I think with a lot of things, milestones, holidays, we build up this nervous energy and Mm -hmm. this rhetoric, so to speak, about what it should be, what it isn't, what it is, what we want, what we don't want. And I'm not going to say that I didn't fall into that a little bit leading up to how am I going to feel. But 
the bottom line is, is that I feel good. I really good, do. I right? feel like it was a really nice day. I felt the love. I truly did. And I also just want to point out something because it helped me a lot. And if it helps anyone else, then it's great. My mom, I just want to pay homage a little bit. My mom, I well, both my parents, you know, wrote me a beautiful card and all that. But my mom had written me something sort of like as an addendum to the actual Hallmark card, I guess. <laughs> and there was just something specific that stood out amongst the other really nice things that she wrote to me. But one was, I know that you, it's just your nature or you you, you focus so much on the things you haven't attained yet mm. and what you haven't accomplished. And you know, my wish for you is that you would take a minute to pay attention and to focus on what you have accomplished. And Aww. it hit a nerve in just the right way. And I'm carrying that theme with me through now turning 50 because, yeah, I mean, that's my shortcoming. I could sit and talk about till the cows come home, all of the things I haven't accomplished yet or the things that I don't have. Mm-hmm. But why? Why? Yeah. Why no, not? I- yeah, no, I, I, and I, I'm like, I'm getting teary eyed, which is oh, amazing. That's not right? you. Yeah, um, that's not like you. Right. Um, but your mom hit the nail right on the head. And what a beautiful observation for her to say and a wish for, you know, we all want for our children where those, where those gaps are in how we see them versus how they see themselves. So well done. Well done to your mom. Yeah, I it, that it did there. make me feel good. And, and, and I even said to her too, because you know how like when someone says to you like, um, oh, tell so-and-so you say hi, right? Right. Like how many people actually do go and tell that person, by the way, so-and-so said hi. Right? I actually do, but most people don't. Okay, I try to do it also because it just feels good, right? Yeah, it does. So with that being said, I did say to my mom thereafter, not just like, thank you for the beautiful card and all that, but that I'm internalizing that and I'm mm-hmm. really thinking about it. And it did translate in some of the other aspects of my life in, in the last several weeks since the birthday that like, I'm really trying to re- to remember the good and yeah. what we have and not what we don't have. And it doesn't mean that you're not still going to aspire and work hard and try and whatever, but to just take stock. And, you know, my kids were wonderful for my birthday. I really feel blessed. And even with the dog, bringing it back to the dog, <laughs> that yes, the dog is value add and the dog is now a part of our repertoire and our routine and our family and it's more love and yeah, it's more work, but I guess if it's going to yield love and enjoyment, then terrific. So so you said like so many valuable things in there that I want to okay. highlight. The first okay. is nothing comes without work, right? Like even the best of relationships that we all say, they require work. And if you're not willing to put in the work, you're not going to reap the reward. So, you know, to Hazel, it is work, but you are going to reap reap that reward. So I hope that our listeners out there understand that it's what you put in is what you're going to get out. What your mom was saying to you is really gratitude, right? And focusing in on the positives of things that if we sit in the negative, we're going to feel like shit. If we start to sit in the positive and appreciate the positive, that is going to propel us and motivate us because it gives us a feedback loop, right? Just like we were talking about the negative reinforcement, I guess I give the dog. Well, I guess that was positive reinforcement for a negative (laughs) behavior. But regardless, we're not going to get technical here. But when I feed the dog a treat for doing something bad, right? right? It's kind of the same concept. It's like when you're getting a reward, i.e. feeling good, it's going to motivate you to want more and to put forth more of an effort. So by default, you're going to be more likely to achieve the things that you want to achieve by being in that positive space. The other thing is that, you know, negativity breeds negativity. 
And, you know, everyone always says, if you go to a, a functional doctor that I admire, like, I love functional doctors. I think they're amazing. And people will say, oh, but you have to be careful. If you look, you're going to find, right? Mm-hmm. The, di- the, the further you mm-hmm. dig, the more you're mm-hmm. going to find. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've talked, you, you and I, yeah. we talked about that. Yeah. And there's something very true about that, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it could save your life. And when you're negative though, and you're spinning and spiraling in a negative place, you can't see the life jacket that's in front of you. You can't see when someone's throwing that to you. When you're positive, it breeds positivity. Mm -hmm. People who are positive are going to be around you and you're going to be able to live in a place where you feel better. So I think all of that that your mom put out there in that tiny little sentence really is a valuable life lesson that we can put out to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, mom. Dr. Boca, I want to ask you something, speaking of lessons or what we know or what we don't know, because I I didn't know this. And again, like maybe I didn't understand the assignment and maybe it's taking 50 years to learn this now. But when you go to the supermarket and I'm like, I'm on all these tangents now. Wow, you are all over the place. Now we're at the supermarket. Okay, yeah. This is something that like kind of just came up and I guess I just didn't know. When you go to the supermarket, you go to the supermarket, you fill up your cart with shit, you go to the conveyor thing, put it on the thing, you pay for it, you walk out to the, your car, you put your bags in the car, you put the card in an area that's like not going to interrupt anyone else and like you go away. Okay. I see your face now. And, and to the listeners out there, like Dr. Boca and I are on Zoom right now. So I feel like she's looking at me with like one eyebrow up because like, <laughs> no, I can't, did I, I got miss Botox. something that like, is it now a character flaw of mine that I didn't now wheel that card into like the home that's required for the cart? Like I'm seeing all over like that it's now like my character is being questioned. And I just need to know, did I not understand the assignment on this? So I'm laughing and you can't see my eyebrow going up because I just got Botox done the other day. So it's not going up, which is awesome. Well done, Kate. Well done. Um, But I'm laughing because we have a mutual friend who will legit shame you on Facebook if... Who I love. I mean, he's great. But I legit shame you on Facebook if I see you trying to figure out who the mutual friend is. I'm not saying the name. But will shame me on Facebook. Not me because I usually take it back, but we'll shame people on Facebook if they don't put it back. That being said, I like to, and I think proper etiquette and kindness is at least putting it behind the bumper where no other car is going to hit it. Right Now, I think mothers, particularly, we Uh were trained that when you have your kid with you in the cart when they're very little, you don't put the kid in the car and then put the cart away. You never, right? You would never do something like that. And you're not going to schlep your kid from like across the parking lot in 95 degree weather and leave your car unopened that you just put the groceries in. So we kind of found a compromise. And I think we kind of live in that space of the compromise. I personally don't see anything wrong with it. They have somebody that comes out to get the carts. They have a machine at Target that collects the carts, uh-huh. right? And they so have like, a person right. who works at the store and who you does have that? one job to do. And your job is to go outside and collect the cart. So right. why is this now a thing? So it's not a thing for me, as long as you're respectful. What I can't stand is when they put somebody puts three carts in the actual spot. And then I can't get into the spot. That I have a problem with. But if you're going to put it behind the bumper or what I do is I try to put it in the grass pieces Uh that come out every like So it's not going to wheel out and like bang into the car. Yes. So I have not seen the shaming other than this one individual. And I don't have any problem with what it is that you're doing. So if you didn't understand the assignment, I certainly didn't understand the assignment either. And I believe that there is a very happy medium here. 
Okay. I want to be honest with you. It makes me feel better because to me, at least in my sphere, it's more than just a few people. For some reason, it's like I'm seeing it and I'm hearing it all the time now about the goddamn shopping cart and that what kind of person are you if you don't put it back where it belongs? And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Wow, I didn't learn that in college. Like I did (sighs) not know. As long as it doesn't find its way on its own volition through a runaway cart. Right. I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. So to the world out there, I apologize. I didn't understand the assignment. Are you going to change it now that you do? Well, if you're giving me the green light to just make sure you're parking it somewhere where it's not moving, then hell no. I'm going to (laughs) continue on my journey and I'm going to do what I've been doing, which also, by the way, I don't know how it works in other parts of the country, but I know at our local supermarket, the people who help you to the car Mm -hmm. that wear like a big sign that says, please, no tipping. I always tip them. Right. Absolutely. Always. And then, you know, we have a whole little dance that we do. Right. I say, oh, thank you so much. And I give them the two or three dollars. They say, no, 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 no. we're not allowed. I'm like, oh, give me a break. Yes, you are. You're someone's kid. And of course, and they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then ultimately they end up taking it too. Right. Let's just omit the dance. It is very hot. It's 95 degrees (laughs) here in Florida. Like, take the $2, take the $3 and take the goddamn cart. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're really paying them for. Not for the groceries in the car. Take the fucking cart so that I don't get shamed on Facebook. And I look, I think that in theory, if we could all be, first of all, don't use me as the measure of what is appropriate etiquette and what is not that I'm going to put out there. I'm flattered that you would use me as a justification or a rationale for why you, or rationalization for why you would or wouldn't do something. That's great great, throw me under the bus. That being said, I would say to you, there's a million different ways that we can do kind and respectful and thoughtful things. And if people would actually put forth that effort into things when they're actually having human interactions with other people versus a shopping cart, then our world would be much better. Mm. So I'm going to go with, if you can only focus on one thing, focus on the kindness and the generosity and giving and thoughtfulness to human beings in those interactions or ways that you can help human beings thrive and survive versus whether or not they have to play, you know, um, Frogger in the parking lot. That's how I look at it. Well, I have a suggestion to better the world and tell people a pro tip here on what they can do to just make everyone's life easier. And again, I I don't know if they didn't understand the assignment. And this probably, Dr. Boga, you're going to be like, Rachel, this should have been in a couple weeks ago, we had done the podcast on, um, you know, can I just be a bitch for a minute? And I want to counterbalance, even though I just said I want to try to spread a little (laughs) help and kindness, but I know it's going to come off kind of bitchy. But Again, I don't think I'm the only person, but like if you were calling someone, right, Mm -hmm. on the telephone and like the quote unquote receptionist answers the phone, right? I mean, that's their job. They're the receptionist, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, and the, the person that I'm calling for is not there. And that's understandable, right? I mean, sometimes you're just not there, but the receptionist is now, it's their job to take the message, right? So I'm like, okay, well, can I leave a message? And then they say to me, yeah, hang on a second. Let me just get a pen. Okay. So Hold Rach, on a second. Let me just get a pen. I mean, you know you've bitched about this before, have right? I? Well, I'm yes. bitching again. Sorry. Okay. But, but they didn't understand. The, your assignment of your job is to sit there, answer the phone with a pad with of a paper pen. and a pen. Yeah. Why in the world do I need to hold on while you get the requirements of what your job is? You didn't understand the assignment. When you were hired, did your boss not explain to you what the prerequisites are for this job? I mean, it should have been a minimum. <laughs> if you're hired for a receptionist position, there's like some 
skills that you must have acquired prior to coming. Like you yeah, must know that pen. It, right pen and paper and phone. Like those are the three things. Maybe you may be able to make a cup of coffee, but with Keurigs, they can do it by themselves. Uh-huh. So I get it. And I understand you being frustrated. I'm dying to know though, how you didn't remember that you did, that you bitched about I this. I didn't know. We did bitch about this. Yeah. We, previously we... you've bitched about this. And I think actually twice before, oh, but it's a um, problem. It bothers me. Right. No. And, and I hear that. And I kind of want to go back to the memory one that we did and yeah. test your memory again. <laughs> oh no. That's where I really want to go, but I won't. And I'll spare you the shame and embarrassment right now. But look, what I'm hearing you say is, Obviously, we are talking about so many different ways that people did not get the assignment, right? Or understand the assignment or either or. And just so everybody knows, like, I didn't even know that I didn't get the assignment because I didn't know that was a phrase until we started this podcast like 30 minutes ago. I always thought, did you get the memo? But I'm assuming that where we just went was in so many different ways how so many things are changing constantly and we're so resistant to these changes, right? And as such, we're not actually following the memo or the assignment. And it's frustrating as all hell. And I think globally, everybody's feeling that way right now. Yeah. Well, I do want to tell you that I'm pretty sure that the quote unquote, like, did you understand the assignment is sort of like the big sister, if you will, now to the, I didn't get the memo, right? Like, I think it's like the new phrase of, you know, like what we always say, like, you know, what the kids are saying these days. And by the way, that's another one. Like, when did by the way become the segue phrase in just regular dialogue? I say it a lot. You say it a lot. I hear people say it all the time. I guarantee you, Five years ago, three years ago, even a year ago, this by the way situation, people weren't saying by the way. I do you, I mean, think about it for just a minute before you answer. Do you find in your travels, people say by the way so much? It's kind of like when people say, like, oh my God, that's funny. Or like, you know, it's funny. Like, it's not really funny. We, you and I might've talked about that yeah. too, I think. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This by the way thing is, I don't, we'll think about it now. You know, just yeah. be, That's be a little so bit interesting. Open to- I do, I say it a lot and I shorthand it when I'm typing a lot as BTW. And then I'm sitting there going, I wonder if that person's going to know it's by the way and not between. Because when I was growing up, that was between, right? That was a shorthand for between, at least in my notebook taking mm-hmm. skill sets, right? I don't, I think it's just an awesome transitional phrase. And it's a way of kind of calling somebody to task on something when like, oh, and by the way, FYI, like you fucked that one up. You know, it's just like that nice transitional phrase that you're going to like stick it to something that they either didn't do or you need them to do or there's like something tied to it. I like the phrase. I don't think I realize I say it as often as I probably do now that you're saying it. And I kind of thought it was just mine, but apparently you're telling me that everybody else is saying it at like a mega dose. So I'll have I to hear listen. It a lot. Yeah, Thank I think you. you might be right. I just never realized it. I want to ask you something, by the way. Okay. See, <laughs> see there's something see, there. Like, I just threw it in there on purpose just to okay. be pain in the ass. Yeah. But I want to ask you this though. So like, how about, in, to your point about being positive instead of negative and just in general, I want to throw that into this, you know, did you understand the assignment situation? How great is it? Like, ha, what are some examples that you may have that are so positive when like someone gets it, like they got the assignment, like they understood the assignment and it's like you and who, like you just, you you get it. Like listeners out there, like do you, under, like Lori and I are both, like we have like the biggest smiles on our faces. Like when it's like, oh my God, like, they just get it. Like you got the assignment. 
Yeah. Right? Like, do you have some examples of that that just I mean, make you feel so great? I got to tell you, it's so rare these days. <laughs> I hate to say it. It's so rare these days. But I'll give you an example. I was out last night at, unfortunately, a friend of mine's father passed. And in the Jewish religion, you go sit Shiva. So I was at Shiva. And it was like the whole community was there. So it like was kind of like a party, even though it wasn't a party and we're all sad and mourning, but it was kind of like a party. So it took me a while to get home from said Shiva. And I came home and my daughter says to me, and I was expecting like the whole list of the complaints of what she needs done and what I have to... She goes, oh, mom, I baked cinnamon sugar, whole wheat, low blah, blah, donuts. She goes, and I cleaned up and made my lunch. And I was like, wow. oh, oh my God. And, and anyone who can, if you could only see the Zoom, Rachel's face was just like taken away by this, right? <laughs> because that is not that my daughter's not amazing, but that is just not her go-to default behavior. She got the fucking memo. She understood the assignment. She exceeded the fucking memo and the assignment. And she yeah. got an A plus, 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 plus. So what I would love for her to understand is when you exceed the assignment and you get the A plus plus like you do at school. Same thing happens at home. Like the teachers at school like you and they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. At home, you can ask for more stuff. And I don't mean like the treat that you're giving the dog. Right. Like I'm not talking about like monetary stuff and whatever, but you can ask me for, you know, and you can, and you can slack a little bit more because you put some like money in the piggy bank, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I was so blown away by that. And I needed that in that moment. And my heart was so grateful that she did that because I was spent. So that was one that I can easily put out there. I love it. I'm going to just put out to the listeners to think about it for a minute. Like, what are some things that go on in your day-to-day? And I think the best part about the like positivity of like, oh my God, they totally understood the assignment is when it's unexpected, Yeah, right? And there's a little bit of a surprise element to it. It can be as little as I pull in to the house and I see that the kids finally, finally read the memo. They understood the assignment. They took up that goddamn garbage can from the curb because there is no garbage can fairy that's going to do it for them. And and I'm like, oh my God, they they finally understood the assignment. Yes. I I was expecting them not to. Right. Well, and that's... (laughs) okay. That is a podcast there though. Okay. And I think that's really important. Um, And I'm going to put this out there to our listeners. I can't tell you how many people come into my office, particularly in couples therapy, but just in general, and they are complaining about their spouses or the lack of depth of their spouse or the fact that their spouse didn't understand the assignment, right? And as this has gone on and worn on them for many, many years, they now come to the situation expecting that the assignment is going to be like never understood with a big fat F. And so what happens is they are already in the attacking mode. They are already in the pissed off mode or they don't even bother engaging anymore because they know they're going to be disappointed. And it is such a colossal buildup and destruction to relationships that it's so important. And so I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. And I was saying, you're complaining and you're expecting and you're going to be disappointed and you don't want to put forth the effort, but let's put ourselves in the other person's shoes. They're anticipating that you're going to be disappointed if they do show up and do this stuff because it's never good enough anyway. And they didn't truly understand the assignment because you might not have explained the assignment so well anyway. And so they're anticipating 
the reaction that they're going to get anyway. So they're either not going to do the assignment that was assigned to them, or they're going to half-ass it knowing that why put forth the effort in doing it if she's going to or he's going to get mad at me anyway. So Mm. I kind of put that out there because it is beautiful to see when it does work, but sometimes we have to take responsibility that maybe we weren't clear about what the assignment was, or that we're coming in with an expectation that someone's going to disappoint us with the assignment. And that leads to, well, I'm just going to fucking do it myself and get resentful. So I just wanted to throw that out because I do think that that in and of itself is a podcast, but I do understand what you're saying. And kudos to your kids. And you know what, though? I love how you just explain that because sometimes you say to me, oh my God, there were so many little nuggets in there, but there really were. Not that I can parrot it back out because you're (laughs) much more eloquent with it than I am. But what I heard in that was the duality between the expectation of thinking that someone's going to understand what it is you want from them, but not taking the time to explain what it is you need or want from them. So not only did the student fail because they didn't understand the assignment, but guess what? The teacher... You didn't look in your planner. You didn't write it out the right way because no one's a mind reader. And again, that can be for the most grandiose, real important things of life, relationships, work, family, whatever. And even the little silly things of just nonsense stuff too. And and I think it runs the gamut. But I love how you explain that. I think even I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast again (laughs) so I can get the way that you said it and try to really hone it in. And maybe that's my assignment that I'm giving to myself because I want to understand <laughs> the, the assignment. assignment and I, the explanation. And then I want to apply it where I can on a go forward. That was awesome. I love that. And I will. I hope I explained the assignment well. And I know you are a duteous student. So I know that you will take it and run with it. And I hope our listeners do too. It was just something that has been surfacing a lot amongst a lot of people. And I thought it was important to put that out there, especially when we're talking about these assignments. So Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Dr. Boca. To the listeners out there too, if there's anything that you want to chime in and you want to let us know what are examples of things where they just, they didn't get it. They did not understand the assignment and you are shaking your head saying, oh my God. Or what are some examples where like, your people really understood the assignment. They got it right. They hit the nail on the head. It was a home run and all's well that ends well. We definitely want to hear from you. Please reach out. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. You can find us, of course, on Twitter. I mean, we didn't understand the assignment on Twitter ever, (laughs) but we are there. I mean, there's an open syllabus there and we're just failing the homework assignment over there. But (laughs) it is Untherapy on Twitter. You can email us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com, which Dr. Boca, I will like to talk to you off air about the assignment of finding those emails because I know they're floating around there and neither one of us, we've slacked a little bit. I don't know that we understand the assignment on how to retrieve those emails. We'll find it. People out there, please email us. We will figure it out sooner or later. We want to hear from you. Or DM us or yeah. message us. That or, we understand that assignment yes. a lot better. The, the DM, for those of you that don't understand the assignment of what the letters DM stand for, are older generational listeners. That's direct message. But let us know. We definitely want to hear from you. We're here every Wednesday on the corner of Audacity and Advice where our reels and yours get turned upside down. Dr. Boca, you are the best. I understand our assignment and I love you for it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Thank you. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? 
Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.